paging all associates, please come to the conference room for a little conversation. Hello and welcome to this little conversation with Preston Eberlin and... Hello, it's me, Carson. <laughs> that was, that's it. I don't know. That felt like I was like Marcel Michel. <laughs> Hello, my name is Carson. <laughs> You want to tell us a fun fact about you, Carson? Like, what? two truths and a lie. Let's do an icebreaker. <laughs> oh, wait. Should, should we do that sometime? We should. Later. Another yeah, time. Yeah, that's, that's for another little conversation. We can do icebreakers <laughs> for the whole thing. Um, <laughs> the whole time? Yeah. Wait, we should because we're and associates yep. and businesses do exact- that stuff all the time. Correct. And they have little conversations about it. So anyway, everyone, we are a minute in, and we have not said what we're talking about. We are talking about American heroes. Because God bless America. I think that I think is that um is that copyrighted music? Not if you just do three seconds of it. Okay. God bless. Um, so in honor of the 4th of July, we are doing American Heroes. So Carson and I each picked one of our favorite heroes uh, or heroines. Um, I, I don't know if heroes is necessarily gendered. Um, I think we've made it gendered, but it doesn't have to be. Weird, again, weird rant I just went on. So anyway, Carson, I will let you take it away with your... American hero. My hero that I chose is Dr. Amy Acton. (gasps) And for those of you who don't know who that is, she was the director of the Ohio Department of Health for much of the pandemic. Um, I think she was appointed in 2019, actually. So she was there for, for a little bit, but she really, like came into the spotlight in March of this year. Broadway. She made she made a debut on Broadway. I make it I make it sound like she wanted to be the center of attention. You were, you were like she was just waiting for the pandemic. She was like, this is why I'm here. She's like, excuse me, 10 TV news? Put my spotlight on me. Uh alright, but no, she is a phenomenal human being. Mm-hmm. And some people treated her pretty poorly. And so she resigned from her position, uh, I think like June 11th or 12th. Mm -hmm. And is she's still an advisor Mm -hmm. to the governor, correct? Yes, chief Um, chief advisor. and, And Lance Himes took over as the interim acting director of the Ohio Department of Health, but I'll just tell you a little bit about Dr. Acton. Yeah. Um, she was the first licensed physician to hold the position in over five years and the first female ever. Oh. And yeah, and like women can Wait. have Whoa. leadership positions. Wait a second. <laughs> This is a little weird. I don't know. What does she think this is? 2020? <laughs> She's a cuckoo. She, she she was very qualified for the position, mm-hmm. though. She has her MD and her MPH. She got her MD from 
Northeastern Ohio University College of Medicine, um, and she got her MPH from OSU. Oh, wait. And so she is IO. She's an Ohio person through and through. Yeah. And I don't want to dwell on this because I think a lot of people play this up a lot, um, but she was once homeless, so... I guess my point in bringing it up is that I see a lot of people treating individuals who experience homelessness uh, as if sort of nice to their face, kind of, like polite, Mm -hmm. sort of like the whole anti-racism thing, right? Like, I'm not racist because I'm nice. Um, And people think like, oh, if I'm like polite to a homeless person or sorry, an individual experiencing homelessness, mm-hmm. then uh, that's okay. But no, like, they're, they're people. Like, yeah. And, and the, there are all sorts of circumstances that lead families, unfortunately, to experience homelessness. So mm-hmm. just keep that in, in mind. And she's, you know, she's a medical doctor, but she was homeless once. Yep. Um. So she she has over 30 years of experience in public health. Wow. So that was amazing and just completely changed the path that I think Ohio could have been on for the pandemic. Yep. She was crucial. She played a pivotal role in saving us. <laughs> Literally saving us. She's a hero. Not all heroes wear actually, capes. Oh, did I yeah, just, exactly. sorry, did no. I just, oh, I just took your punchline. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say there was a shirt company that had a whole campaign that had like, not all heroes wear capes and they were in honor of Dr. Acton and some of the proceeds went to Huckleberry House. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a two for one thing. Um, pretty cool. I think they're still selling them too. Yep. I don't homage, know. Homage, yep. I, yeah, Homage. I actually, I, of course, bought one. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, <clears throat> she used to work for the Columbus Grant Foundation, which I thought was really cool. She, just because I, I like grants and, <laughs> and think they're interesting. <laughs> it's, I'm laughing because Preston and I have worked together in on like on grants yes. like i don't know do you like grants i knew a grant once <laughs> <laughs> he was i a... like grant smith i like grant brown i like grant grantson <laughs> I, 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 I was thinking of like grant gutson like um flash from cw <laughs> <laughs> oh. all right well here we're talking about heroes so <laughs> Always Um, relevant. (laughs) Dr. Acton was, of course, a member of National Honor Society in high school. Of course. What else do doctors do but be members of National (laughs) Honor Society? Nerd. (laughs) Nerd alert. Nerd. (laughs) But she was also homecoming queen in her high school. What? And what? She was popular. She's the popular girl. People might not believe that now because she, um, some people would call her unpopular. 
I'm so, I'm so sorry. Dr. Acton, I'm so sorry on behalf of some of Ohio for the way that you were treated. Yeah. Um, you, you did not deserve that. Nope. And, okay. So, I'm, like, reading her resume. <laughs> she's also, she, she's been a professor at OSU. And I don't want to call this person a friend, but, like, a mere acquaintance had her at OSU. So I'm like, I'm like, yes, I'm connected to Dr. Acton. What up? You're like, we're basically sisters. The seven degrees of Dr. Acton. Fuck Kevin Bacon. (laughs) I think, okay, I was also shocked to find out that she has six children. Yeah. Isn't it that three is a great from many children. three from her previous marriage and then three stepchildren, right? Or did I make that up? No, that's that's correct. Uh, did you say wait three from previous marriage and three from yeah? Three so step-children? it's literally like the Brady Bunch, right? Uh it's it's definitely three of her own and or, and three three biological. I think, yeah. Um, but I don't know exactly if it, if it is the way that you said it is. Okay. If you know what I mean. No, I know. I, know I don't you. know. I'm confused now at this point. <laughs> Sorry. But I also, it's not, I it's also not just, super important. I don't like to differentiate. <laughs> I also don't like to differentiate like that. Yeah. Um, just because I, I always have the feeling or concept that like a sibling is a sibling. Yeah. No matter if they're like adopted or step or whatever, um, I just think that that's just how I've always uh, viewed it. So, um, <clears throat> so anyway, Dr. Acton, just huge shout out to her for being such a role model. It's been amazing to watch little girls, especially, oh. but little girls and boys mm-hmm. across the state. Me. Um, dress up like her and you you saw the videos of kids you know standing behind podiums and giving speeches just like dr acton did she was on her our tvs every day for like a month and a half and i think it's phenomenal for kids to see someone this is she portrayed everything that I could ever want in a leader mm-hmm. and she was so calm and so communicative and so knowledgeable mm-hmm. it was the perfect storm the perfect combination she was a triple threat <laughs> <laughs> she, she danced too <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important, though, for kids to see women in leadership positions yep. and women in STEM. And I I just am so upset that she felt the need to resign as director. And I don't want to speculate as to why she did. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, there have been a, a lot of articles, a lot of people have said different things. And she definitely came under fire uh, for uh, from several different groups, several different people. People were protesting outside her house, mm-hmm. her personal house. And I think that's uh, 
it's just it's wild to me that they would do that but uh i guess as a side note there were something like 27 at some point um there were 27 state and local health leaders that have resigned retired or been fired since april um and i think that just speaks to where we are right now and what's what's going on Mm -hmm. and you know the florida what happened in florida right Mm -mm. one of the uh gosh now i feel like i'm gonna botch the story i was hoping that you knew it i think i think i I know what you're gonna say but i didn't know and i don't know enough about it to speak on it intelligently someone in the scientific community got i think fired from their job because uh she wanted to speak the truth about what was happening with the virus and they wanted her to like either sort of um manipulate the data so it looked different or um some sort of something that was probably unethical and uh that just would skew the numbers for the virus and she refused to do that and so she did not keep her job Mm -hmm. um so anyway i think that ohio is so lucky to have had dr acton Mm-hmm. for the amount of time that we got to have her as the director of the Ohio Department of Health. Mm-hmm. But she is still an advisor mm-hmm. to Governor DeWine, so she's not completely gone. And I will say, some people have said, like, you know, Governor DeWine did um, a decent job through the pandemic, and I would say any sort of decent job that he did is because of Dr. Acton. Mm -hmm. Like, I will give him credit for appointing her because he specifically chose her, even though she's Democrat and he's Republican. Um, But he specifically appointed her and with her experience and knowledge. And then when the pandemic came up, he deferred to her knowledge and experience. And I think that that's what made the biggest difference so definitely um some credit there but you know as as does as happens to heroes there was a lot of uh negative things that were put out about her Mm um and uh some people were upset that she's a democrat and, and like I said, people have been, people at one point were protesting outside of her house. And luckily some people were counter-protesting too. Yeah. Uh, so like, I think they were like friends of Dr. Acton. Not, that's, that makes it sound like, but I think that's what like, her, they were like a her, fan club. Her, and her, that's her best friend Peggy was out there. She was like, <laughs> you don't mess with my anyway. <laughs> right but i think she has like a fan club on facebook or something Mm -hmm. with like over a hundred thousand people so so some people do love and adore and appreciate her but 
some people she's she's Jewish, so she's caught some um, slurs in that sense. And female colleagues have referred to her as competent and smart, but not arrogant, which I found <laughs> off-putting. Like, can't believe that that's the way that they would try they would describe um, someone who's who they work with. But <laughs> I'm like. Oh! She's competent. She's a competent woman. <laughs> At least she's not arrogant. I don't know. She could be arrogant if she wants to be. Yeah. She has her MD and her MPH. Like, yeah. good for you, Dr. Acton. And some people call her Amy, which really grinds my gears. Because she, I think it's, it could be the alliteration. It really could be. Because Amy Acton. But... Uh, I, she is a doctor, and she earned that title, and I think that she deserves doctor, actor. So, anyway, that's just like yeah. a personal pet peeve of mine. But, <laughs> but a, a news source even called her wonky. <laughs> like, she's got so much hate. Well, I don't know... I. What news source called her wonky? Was it in a derogatory sense? Mm. And the the reason I, <laughs> I so the main reason I bring that up is because there have been a couple pictures floating around of her um, at the state house while the pandemic was going on. So a couple months back, I mean, obviously it's still going on. Listen to our episode four days ago, um, <laughs> but pictures of her reading journals and articles. Uh, reading journal articles, not just like her journal from like when she was in high school, <laughs> but like of her Dear diary, yeah, <laughs> of her reading and trying to keep up on everything to be like a wonk because a wonk can be like you know huh? a a wonk in terms what? of like a health wonk. Like, have you not heard that? Like, no, <laughs> yeah, like in terms of like getting really into a topic or something or really into. A, uh, a thing like you can be wonky on a topic so <laughs> so that's why I asked like did, did they mean it in der- a derogatory sense or did they mean it as like a, a term of endearment because like I've said that about some people before uh, and I meant it and, and and like when I think of her I think of her as a wonky person because of like she would be at the state house until midnight still trying to take in all the information to give the governor the best advice to give him the best information and she would still be waking up at like four in the morning she would get barely any sleep um and still do those press briefings and still deal with the protesters and all this stuff and and i I just it it was it was it was tough to see her go but i'm glad she's still there do you think that do you think that wonky is a like a regional term because where I'm from, <laughs> if I say wonky, people think it's like, I don't know, off, like something's off about it. Yeah. yeah. Like there's literally a book called The Wonky Donkey. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely different usages, of, usages of it. So that's why I was like, how were they using it? Because if they were like, she's a wonky person, then it could mean that kind of wonky. Or if they were talking about like, she's a, I mean... Unless I'm getting this completely wrong, but <laughs> I would swear that I think it. I think 
I I read it as she's a wonky person, but I had never heard that before. So now I'll have to go back and reread it. I I I don't know because that's just how I I read I read the word with a lot of uh, prejudice and bias. So I didn't look into it too deeply, but I'll have to go reread that. Okay, so on a scale of one to I want to say. Uh, Spider-Man, because Spider-Man's my favorite superhero. <laughs> <laughs> Where does Dr. Acton rank for you? Um, I mean, she's up there in terms of... Um, so, I mean, if we really got really, like, nerdy about it, we could have had, like, what makes a hero and then gotten into it. But I think when you look of... Uh, the qualities I look for in a hero are someone that stands up for other people who's an expert at something and who kind of can like admit when they're wrong or at least like take the brunt of of like take take a lot of attacks coming at them right and I think I, Mm -hmm. I think she she hit all those things um I mean obviously she was an expert in her field and she's she's certainly there there's only so many experts on pandemics because again this was a once in a lifetime thing. Uh, and she became an expert at it. She became that, uh, that wonk <laughs> in terms of, um, what she had to do. So wonk, I, I <laughs> love it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I would say she's, she's a Spider-Man. I would, I would trust her in my Whoa, corner. Whoa, you'd give her full Spider-Man? Full Spider-Man. Full Tom Holland wow. Spider-Man. <laughs> Oh, a Tom Holland Spider-Man. Oh, wow. And that's my favorite of the (laughs) Spider-Mans. Wow. Okay. Really interesting. Okay. Mine's Andrew Garfield, but... That's another conversation. (laughs) Nobody likes him. Yeah. I know. All right. Well, I think she's probably like... um, uh, Like a nine for me. So like, like Peter Parker... When he first discovers his powers mm-hmm. and has like a crappy spider suit. Yeah. So he still has the powers and everything. He's just learning how to do it. I like that. I like that comparison. Okay. Are you ready for mine? Yeah, let's go. Okay. So first shout out to pbs.org, not com, pbs.com, <laughs> battlefield.org, thebusinessinsider.com, our God and Savior Wikipedia, and the How Stuff Works podcast. (laughs) Because I am going to be talking about none other than Harriet Tubman. H. Tubbs! And next we'll be doing the Harriet Tubman musical. (laughs) Uh, So some of my fun facts about Harriet Tubman, the American hero, are that she was actually born, and I'm I'm probably going to get this wrong, so I'm going to say it with a lot of confidence and hope I don't. Araminta Ross. Um, and so that... Perfect. Thank you. And so that is what she was born as. That was her... her, her um, what's referred to... So also I should note that some of this is coming from uh, Harriet the movie. But I know some of that is incorrect or at least factually like flubbed. So um, I'm not going to refer to that completely. But... Um, it, 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 it's not historically like 
100% sure when she switched her name. It is thought of that mm-hmm. it was when she made it to Philadelphia um, on her first trip of becoming a, a free slave. Um, which I, sh- I want to note was 90 miles the trip the trip she made. Um, so mm-hmm. she made it 90 miles on foot. And she made this trip, ladies and gentlemen, not once, not twice, but dozens of times to save slaves. Anyway, real nice. quick, focusing on her name, Harriet, her first name comes from her mother, Harriet Ross. So she took the first name of her mother, and then she took her first husband's last name, John Tubman's last name. So Harriet Tubman. And so that was her name. So one interesting fact about her um was that she had narcolepsy. So uh, when she was a teenager, uh, a slave overseer threw a metal weight, and I found somewhere uh, that it was a two-pound metal weight. So pick up something that's two pounds, feel it, um, and that's pretty heavy. And this overseer was throwing this metal weight at another slave, but it hit Harriet Tubman in the head. Um And it gave her a head injury, which caused her to have these sleeping spells where she would just randomly, she would fall asleep and go into this deep, um, deep sleep where she would have what she perceived to be visions of God. She was a very, very, very religious person. And so when she would have these sleeping spells is what one of the websites called it, um, she would be having visions from God or um, her brain would be telling her stuff. So, um, Hmm. yeah. So uh, that was one of the interesting things about her, um, which gets into the next thing, which was her code name was Moses. (laughs) Code name Moses. Yes. Um, So uh, her code name comes from the fact that it is thought that she saved anywhere from a couple dozen slaves to somewhere upwards of 3,000. So there's no... Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So there's no for certain number of the number of slaves that she, she saved. However, it is known that she never lost a slave. Um, and a lot of that is due to the fact, and they portray this in the movie as such an aggressive thing. And I, th- I think this is kind of just the way that Harriet Tubman was. Like, I would have loved to, I would love to go back in time and beat her. Um, because basically, if they, again, 90 miles is a long ass way. And so if someone tried to turn back or something, she would point her gun at them and say, you're not going to turn back or I'm going to shoot you because... If any, <laughs> if anyone um, finds out my path, then I can't save or free more slaves. And that's the thing about um, the slave conductors or the, the conductors of the Underground Railroad was that they all had their own roots. So we hear about the Underground Railroad a lot, right? We heard about it all growing up. Something I never knew was that every single conductor had their own route. They didn't all use the same route. Because if they all use the same route, it would be easier to track down, right? Like, 
okay. that and yeah. and like like logically once i heard that i was like oh duh of course they wouldn't use the same route because if they use the same route then it would be so much easier for the um the bounty hunters and the slave catchers which god imagine that job um the the slave you mean the slave patrol yeah. you mean the way that the police started <laughs> yep um uh yeah it would just make it easier for them to catch on so each conductor had their own route that they would use and so one of harriet's way to make sure that her route was never figured out route route i think i'm saying that wrong uh, <laughs> well you gotta stick with one of them now i'm just gonna switch in between that route she chose um uh or that route her route oh my god her route was um unique to her so and to make sure that no one ever found out what it was she let slaves know hey if you're coming with me then um you're not leaving we're making this 90 90 mile trip which some of the slaves that she I like that right that's I mean that that's one of those tough decisions that it sounds so callous to be like I will kill you if you try Mm -hmm. to go back but at this point we cannot go back but that's also just I think the power and the authority at which she um commanded uh people and just the presence of her like i have a i just i i imagine standing in the presence of harriet tubman to be so powerful because of um the authority by which she walked because i mean she i think a lot of that power and authority came from the visions that she had from god but also just like the the she was so brave yeah yeah the I, I mean to travel 90 miles by yourself first time and then to go back and save more people and to become one of so oh god just a like on topic but slightly random question what's the most what's the highest number of miles that you've walked that i have walked like in one day yeah or like at one time it, one day or, yeah, like, or if you went, like, hiking or backpacking I mean, and walked. I mean, honestly, at one time, I guess, like, one day, so it was probably over the, let's just use over the pandemic because I've been walking a lot. My highest day was mm-hmm. 14 miles, and that was a day when I wasn't working, and I had comfortable shoes on, and I was walking on flat ground, and I mm-hmm. was so tired. I mean, like, this this trip took her a week to do and it was through wilderness it wasn't through a fucking paved path like they traveled over rivers through or through woods and like it wasn't just like a fucking road that they walked on (laughs) and the whole time the whole time they were being chased like it's it's just astounding to me sorry so to answer your question probably 14 miles so um what about what about you the highest, I think my my number would be, well, I, I ran a half marathon, so I've done the 13, I think, what? Point one. one. Yeah. Um, but I've also hiked on the Appalachian Trail, and I did, I think, like 56 miles over sev- like several days, probably close to like a week or something. Um, so to do 90, like, I can 
picture that and understand it in my mind. Right. But at the same time, it's it's a lot. Like, right. I've not done it. <laughs> and to do it consistently over and over again. Mm-hmm. She, I, I just, I, I am astounded by the feats by which she operated and continued to operate under. Because, ladies and gentlemen, and I guess I should give credit to Drunk History for giving me this one. Um, and then, like, <laughs> I love that yeah, show. And then, like, finding out more about it on, on the other places that I, I, I shout out. But um, Harriet Tubman, ladies and gentlemen, was the first woman to lead a combat assault uh, in U.S. military history. So she led 150 black Union troops across the, I am going to butcher this name, Comahe, 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 Comahe River in sure. South Carolina in June of 1863. She used information from escaped slaves. She led Union riverboats through Confederate torpedo traps freeing 750 slaves and dropping off union troops the troops burned the estates of influential southern successionists who supplied confederate forces she did not burn it down she burned those bitches and guess what she didn't lose a fucking single troop ladies and gentlemen she didn't lose a fucking single troop she gained slaves look Ladies and gentlemen. Tell me, where is our Harriet Tubman statue? Right? Right? Come on. Why do we have a Christopher Columbus statue? Correct. Um, And so, ladies and gentlemen, in 2016, it was announced she would be on our $20 bill. Because she's a (laughs) bomb-ass bitch. But then the Trump administration took over and steve mnuchin the motherfucker secretary of the treasury in 2017 was like just kidding we have more important things to talk about bitch what the fuck have you done for america you didn't save anyone you haven't done shit fucking put harriet tubman on my 20 dollar bill this is why i don't carry around cash anymore if it had harriet tubman face on it i'd be carrying around 20 dollar bills everywhere motherfucker absolutely same i'm i'm getting that i'm getting that framed as soon as it happens oh one thousand percent and then that way when when our next recession happens i can break that glass and spend it (laughs) (laughs) it's my emergency twenty dollars you know that i went to the harriet tubman museum right no tell me how was it and it was it was so 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 cool it was in um, Maryland, where she was born, and we went. My family went on vacation there mm-hmm. last summer, and my family is low key notorious for going to places like weird places and doing like strange things. Mm-hmm. As a side side note, we've gone grass skiing before. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes, trust me. Very strange. But so so we went to, we actually stayed on like, I think it's called Hupper's Island, but it's spelled like Hooper's or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to the museum because we were probably like 30 minutes away from it. So we went one day and it was so cool. We basically learned most of the stuff that you just told us and then more. But then of course it was like an interactive museum. Mm-hmm. But it was funny because 
I took, uh, we took the whole family. So my nieces and nephews were there. And they all adore, like, Spider-Man, Batman, uh, the Hulk. Uh, shoot, I'm going to forget some of their favorite superheroes. I'm not just naming random ones. I'm naming, <laughs> like, their individual favorites. Um, but so we got there, and they were, like, they're young. They're, like, three, four, five. And they were kind of bored and, like, not enjoying the museum experience. So I was trying to explain to them. I was like, listen, guys, Harriet Tubman is a superhero. Like, she's she's just like these superheroes that you guys love and adore and uh, like to play pretend superhero and things like that. Like, she saved all these people. Yes. And my nephew looked at me and he goes, no, she's not. <laughs> oh. Oh. I was like, all right, whatever. I tried. Oh. Uh, well... Yeah, I mean, she she really is, uh, because later in life, ladies and gentlemen, she became a suffragette. She fought for women's right to vote. Um, Harriet Tubman died um, on March 10th, 1913, at uh, mm. rest home named in her honor uh, in Auburn, New York. And she was buried with military honors in the Fort Hill Cemetery in Auburn, which included such figures as Secretary of State William Seward. Harriet Tubman is my American hero, and I just want to thank her for um, everything she did for um, America, and I think she and Dr. Acton really exemplify what it means to be an American hero, and I think anyone who, who says otherwise um, <laughs> is, is going to find themselves <laughs> on the wrong side of history. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I have nothing more to say. I mean, there is plenty to say about Harriet Tubman and Dr. Acton. Mm-hmm. And I think this mm-hmm. little conversation is probably going to be a little longer because we said so much about them. But again, this little conversation could easily have been five hours long if we told you everything we wanted to about them um but carson we just reenact the whole movie we do yeah just uh that could get a little controversial <laughs> oh, oh my gosh oh no yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, we we only play the white characters <laughs> uh jesus it's, Thanks for that clarification. It's, it's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we reenact it. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light. And, ladies and gentlemen, Carson, do you have anything else for the people? Happy 4th of July, y'all. Happy 4th of July. Stay safe. Socially distanced. I know there's not fireworks, but let's be very clear. Hamilton is on Disney+. Plus. Those are the fireworks you need. So, Carson, you want to tell the people? Bye. Bye, everyone. Happy 4th.